finish it. All right. Do you remember last time, previous episode, we talked about uh, university state, current state in Finland. So based on those thoughts, do you want to share some kind of ideas or stories from your university life? Yeah, why not? Well, I really loved going to university and the studies and all the things going on there. And actually, that was the time that I first did podcasts or radio. And that's kind of a why I'm here on the other side of the mixer table, I guess. But about the studies, I loved how versatile the special education teacher studies were. But I can't help but wonder, could it still be more cooperation, uh, leadership and different ways of pedagogies? All right. Hey, that was something new about you, because whenever you applied to this podcast, you never mentioned in your CV about the previous times behind the mic, but but that's that's good to know. Yeah, so of course, it's have been quite many years back that we have been in a university as a full-time students. And I have a one story, because I applied in a Hämeenlinna. The first conversation that we had with our colleagues, our future colleagues and my teammates in a, in a, in a university, it was about the grades. And the question was that, what did you get from your matriculation exam from Finnish language? And my answer was B. So it was quite awful. And you can imagine that, you know, 10 of, 10 of the, my teammates were like, what? B? What are you doing here? Said, What's up? What, what is the problem? You know, I got E or L, so, you know, 9 or 10. So from that day, you know what, what happened. From that day, you know what happened. Every time when we had some kind of, you know, conversation, my team is always brought up that we have a one, one future teacher who doesn't speak at all Finnish or doesn't anything about it. Yeah, but you know what? I'm foreigner, so I have this Mamu card. So whenever you come to Finland, please use it, everyone. But based on these talks, I think it's time to move on because today we will have updated information what is going on in the northest university of the whole world. Uh, I don't know about that, but at least in about when we're talking about the Europe. And Panu, because this person who will interview today and have a chat is a raising star in a Finnish rap scheme. So he has been doing enormous work to promote his work. And now it's, you know, getting he's getting that work back to him. And at the same time, he is also uh, studying to become a, a great class teacher. He has already, you know, enormous background to work with you know, special kids who need some kind of support. And he has been doing tremendous work with them. 
and some songs actually are coming from that background. But before we introduce him, I think Pano, you want to challenge our guest in a rap competition. So let's listen that first. La da 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 da. It's time to get finished again. La da 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 da. We're here with Walter Perkele. Also, you and under the house. What? What? So here is out. Here is out, friend. Yeah. Valdis rap superstar, also educator. He's a kid with special needs, special needs. He has lessons learned and also taught. Say welcome to the next episode. Valdis in the house. So welcome, oh. Valde. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here. That was quite, quite an introduction. A little bit intimidating because you're maybe maybe you're a little bit better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but, <laughs> no, but no, at, no, least, <laughs> at least at least it was good. Like, it was good. It was good. Yeah, have some rap and brave on Spotify. Like, check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, do do you have some kind of a to-do list for life? To-do list for life. Um, I can't say I have, I have any specific things I, I would like to do because I would like to do a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, I want to go, go places, I want to do different things. I've never had any specific places like I want to go there or yeah. I want to do this. I, I want to, basically, I think it's about staying staying active in life. That's what I'm, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's you cool. Know, yeah, I didn't have yeah. this rap music on Spotify before this, but <laughs> now it's <laughs> so. Um, so you have uh, been doing rap music for some time. Uh, yeah, I, is it like is it from your like um, like childhood or or is it a new thing or have you listened to rap music a long time? Well, in terms of listening la- rap music, uh, I've always done that. I think I was quite a small, quick, uh, small kid when Finnish rap started in Finland. And my older brother, who is seven years older than me, he had some records from Fintelligence, for example, or Eskimo. Oh. I think you guys know yeah. know these these artists. Uh, I listened to that a lot. Also, you know, American rap music. So that's how my you know store story started although i i i've i haven't got uh, much of a musical background and i never knew that i would someday <laughs> be doing rap music and releasing it in, on spotify so 
uh, I'm a bit surprised by that myself as well. So <laughs> it's it's quite fun and interesting. And this is all quite new for me. I think I started 2019. Okay. And two and 2020 was you know the first songs I released on Spotify. So. <laughs> yeah, I listened to those songs. They're they're really awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, as you said, it's it's all about the enthusiasm and things that you really like to do and what drives you. And if you aim towards something and and put your effort on it, good things will happen. Yeah, I'm having really fun with it, and also it's very exciting. Sometimes a bit nervous as well, but that's that's what it's about. I think I stopped uh, playing football a couple of years back. Now, looking back, maybe one of the main reasons why I started to do something like this would be to replace, you know, the excitement of of the sports, you know. Yeah. Because I, I personally, I need that in my life. Yeah. Many of us need that. Uh, I actually yeah. lived a few years in Ollari, the sanctuary of Finnish, Finnish rap music. And... Um, how about you? Do you have like a? You already said some some of these uh, rappers, Finnish Finnish rappers, and um, also yeah. from USA. But do you have any idols or or role models in rap music or this kind of? Uh, well, uh, I know some rappers from Olari. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I have to admit, but uh, some old school Finnish rappers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, I I myself I'm from Western Vanta Martin Laxo. I I have no idea if if I'm the first one, <laughs> first rapper to come from that district. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe the ones I listened most when I was a little kid, like you know I mentioned already, Fintelligence and Elastinen. Those uh, I wouldn't go that far to say that they are my idols anything like that but uh, you when you make music you are always inspired by the people you listen to most so yeah definitely and they, they somehow affect you and 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 yeah and sometimes you you do it like knowingly but sometimes it just happens you have listened to a lot of songs during your lifetime and some more than others and it always affects your style in my opinion yeah that's true i've actually been a teacher at martin Laakso for one really? spring yeah <laughs> did you like it <laughs> yeah actually the school community is quite Be honest nice. yes I, i loved it i, I really like the martin okay. Laakso school it's it was yeah. nice place to work okay. yeah it was only only middle school that time but i guess they went to to like comprehensive school after after that year Yeah. Um, about like rap culture, can you find rap culture at school nowadays? What do you think? Well, I think hip hop is everywhere these days. In terms of the students, you can see it very easily. Even in uh, elementary school, I think it's present all the time. But in terms of teaching, I can't see it. And you know, I actually have uh, my five-week internship going on right now and i have to you know teach music there as well if i'm honest i don't feel that i can use my knowledge from rap or my rap skills 
<laughs> very much. I might do that actually. I might go against the instructions. I I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm a rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> That's how yeah. you create something new. And there has been a lot of discussion about Finnish boys and and their yeah. bad skills in reading. Do you think that rap music and hip hop all in all could give something to to Finnish language as well? Yeah, I think so. You know, Maybe if we we all know Joisa Leskin, an old he's not a rapper obviously, but the old um, song maker artist. Sadly, he's passed away already. But uh, he's the kind of artist we have studied his his texts and his lyrics when we were kids. But if we do the, do the same now with with uh, students who are now at school, they don't relate to those songs that much. They are old too old for them and maybe we need something new and as i said the hip-hop is everywhere these days so why not why not use these lyrics or songs to you know give them more enthusiasm you know to start reading and writing as well true so true that's the thing about being a rebel because Although it's not the thing go to go hand in hand with the study books, yeah, uh, many teachers still do it because it's easy. You have the material right there in the book. But as you said already, it's outdated. It's not. It's not today's material, and you need to create the material. And that's why I think your idea of being a rebel is <laughs> a really good idea. Yeah. So we are cheering for you. We are cheering, cheering for you, mate. So next five weeks, we are hoping that you really go against the system and try to, you know, improve it. But that those are the wise words, Johan, definitely, Walter, that you brought up, that hip-hop is actually everywhere, but do we use it yeah. in school that we can? And those, you know, reading statistics, they are quite alarming. And actually, based on your songs, on, you know, any kind of rapper songs, you need to have this vocabulary, you need to play with the, you know, words, and how you can do it, you know, just having this environment. Yeah, yeah. And I believe still that you, you, you can do it definitely with your background, because imagine the guy, you know, raising star in a, in a Finnish, you know, rap skin, and uh, definitely you can get motivated someone yeah. to read more which is quite cool yeah and oh yeah keep going yeah and in the past when i was working with the seventh graders when they came came to the school they were all boys kids with special needs they all knew nearly all of them knew all the same rap songs from finland and from united states that i knew (laughs) so we were the same and it was easy to use that with them We've been talking about how to be on the same level or talk about the same things that are going on with the students' lives. And that's a perfect way of doing it. And I think it should be used more in that sense. We've been talking about not being just a teacher, but being also a person. You have your hobbies, you have your other activities that you do in your life. Use those in your work as well. Yeah, but you need courage to do that. Because you, if, when you want to do something new and you see all the other teachers around you going by the book, you know, do, doing the same things, 
And when you're a young teacher, it's easy to you know follow the lead and do the same as the rest of them. But it needs you need courage to go the other way. That's true. A little bit about subcultures in schools. Like uh, in that uh, sense, every school is a bit different. Every school has a little bit different cultures and and subcultures. This can be seen like how students behave. Also, some schools there are students who behave a lot better than other schools and. And there are also differences between classes, like there are some music-oriented classes where usually the students are really high achievers and and a little bit more than average in learning skills. But this also makes like uh, classes where where are students who need a little bit more support, <laughs> and so on. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. But what's your what's your opinion on why why music-oriented classes? Why why those? students you know have better learning skills well i guess they have studied like i guess it comes from the homes mostly like uh i guess uh family background is a bit better uh for those who are in music classes in in general but but not not each case i think that they also have the motivation and they already have learned how to work in the true meaning of the word and that's probably yeah. the most difficult part at school how you find the things that you are interested in and how you find yeah. the motivation to work on those yeah and i think you know music oriented class they share the same you know interest towards music so maybe that improves the togetherness yeah the, probably the group and the atmosphere and as we know you know the le- learning environment is very important for kids when they are learning yeah so definitely and i would i would also add here because that was a good question walter from you but i'm i'm not the music man in that sense (laughs) you know this sports coming first and i'm quite poor because i'm not motivated to learn music you know in going that deep i remember from my you know university studies we had those piano lessons going on and i remember that every time when teacher saw me she was like you have improved a lot you have been doing a great job and in reality it was awful because i never practiced but because i liked her i came to every lesson you know and it was quite suffering from both parts so sorry for that one but still it's it's very you know hard you know in my opinion those music notes and sheets that you need to understand and learn yeah so i don't know maybe that is also uh, you know some kind of aspect why those specific classes uh, students can manage better with the schoolwork because you already need to have connection in your brain yeah, yeah, to un- yeah. to understand I've written you know this language you, then you need to listen yeah. it that's what i actually um heard from another podcast that's already a lie that we need to have this uh, song ear yeah. you need to practice it so the more you listen the better you become so in that sense you need to put a lot of effort like you you have mentioned in the past so but that that's interesting we need to do some kind of research so maybe that's for you whenever you will have this final thesis to do yeah Oh no, I heard at your school you have boosted the music as well. Yes. Today no not today, yesterday we had karaoke at school. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like uh 
well, I have these music classes and, and, and they, they, they were the ones who started singing there. So it was, yes, we got a new screen and, and we put some ghetto plaster there and put some music. And, and yeah, there were, I don't know, 50 to 70 students singing karaoke there. It was really nice. I, I haven't sung yet any, anything, but, but yes, I, when I will do that, I guess I will put some effort on emotion because my skills are not that good. <laughs> But I think using karaoke, it's a it's a great idea, you know, and, and it's a Finnish innovation, if if I'm correct. But uh, we, why not use it? Because everyone likes it. Yeah, and it's really nice. Like that, it, it was really like um, there there were many students, like fifty seventy, and everyone was singing, and it was really nice, like an event, <laughs> half an hour yeah. during during a break. More about you, uh, and actually more about you and the teacher training. What do you think, since this far, what are the best things in fin- Finnish teacher training, and especially in Rovaniemi? Uh, well, I think it's quite unique uh, to study in Rovaniemi. I think Anton was quite close when he said that it's maybe the northest university in, in Europe. Maybe Norway, Tromsø is probably a little bit norther than ours but uh, it's quite unique it feels like a, the lapish way and the you know arctic way nature is re- really close to our studies and it feels like it's part of it and not many people i think <laughs> can say that they've been studying in the Ar- arctic circle <laughs> so it feels quite quite unique but uh Well, I think one of the best things in the, you know, studying to become a teacher is uh, that these days it's not anymore about trying to fit every single individual in the same mold, you know. We appreciate that every, you know, individual, they are different and they can benefit from different ways, different methods of teaching. And compared to years in the past, I think it was completely different back then i think that's one of the best things i've noticed during my studies so far Mm. yeah so i think that during my studies courses and the teachers there in the university they were talking about these things but it was more the talk and not that much the practice so no one told me that how you should do this how you should think about individualizing or thinking the students as individuals yeah and that that was actually one of the things i was going to say because there are a lot of questions when we have these you know lectures a lot of questions but i'm not too sure if we have the answers we are talking a lot about these things uh, but sometimes i feel that maybe we didn't get a concrete answer the concrete mm. way of doing these things yeah i actually have the same feeling i i remember when when i was studying to be a teacher i asked like uh, how i can uh, relate this theory yeah. to the yeah. practical things and and no one gave any answer it was just yeah two, dif- two totally different things yeah i can relate to that actually that was one of the things that i kind of stored in the back of my head that I want to be that person 
who can uh, really unify the theory and the practice because the teachers in the field they are talking about yeah they are just there in their ivory towers the researchers at the university they don't know nothing about the true life of teacher and then at the university they have all the information and and they say that yeah but these teachers on the field they don't they just don't listen and they they don't do the work as we (laughs) tell them to do so we need those people who can unify those two different clubs yeah i agree i agree and they there's a lot of talk you know about go outside of the classroom do stuff you know make collaborations with public institutions etc it's a lot of talk but you know we have young teachers coming from the university and i think most of them they they don't know how to handle all that all those expectations how 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 do i control my my group group of you know students when i go out there what should i do with them you know? yeah really nice thoughts so do you see that still in universities they are putting quite a lot of things on shoulders on new new teachers shoulders and expectation are really high from the universities at least i think that uh, the upcoming teachers the ones who are studying right now they feel that that pressure me personally i'm a bit older and i have that background i've already been there quite many years so for me i think it's a bit easier to observe in the university and look at the other other students but i can feel their you know stress and and that pressure that they are carrying about it because there's a lot of theory as we talked about there's a lot of theory and a lot of expectations what you should be able to do how great teacher you are supposed to be when you go out there and then when it's the first internship for example and it's it's completely different suddenly yeah you are out there in front of the kids and you you're supposed to be great immediately (laughs) you know i know that you haven't yet uh, finished your teacher training but is there something that you already are kind of missing or think think that you should have there in the university but you haven't received it well i think this and this is not only about teacher teacher's profession i think in general uh, we are talking about five years in the university and we should learn how to control your own workload how to control your stress personal well-being you know etc and this is something we in my opinion we don't learn and we should learn that uh, even earlier than university many people when they finish their studies and they go to work they might be in big trouble because they 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 have a lot of knowledge in inside their heads but they cannot really control their own workload if you know what i mean yeah makes you sense get, if you get the point yeah and i think also that the the didactic side of of the studies could be a bit more effective in my opinion because well uh, my my program is a class teacher maybe that's uh, a bit better than compared to some teachers who go straight to you know subject teacher programming i'm quite skeptic about how how much they learn 
the the good ways of teaching, different kind of methods, what to use. They have a lot of knowledge of the subject, probably, but maybe the didactic side of it, you know, should be more effective. I was just coming to that with my question yeah. about are they or are the universities giving enough different ways to practice your pedagogy? But I think Pano and Anton both have something to say here. <laughs> yes, I, I'm the subject teacher here with, with like these two professionals. And uh, yes, so... So what do you think about I, it? I, I totally agree with that. It's like uh, I've been studying like... I don't know, many years like high school mathematics and, and physics and everything like that. And I haven't yeah. actually used that a lot in my, maybe just a bit, but not much in my work that I do every day. So I can, yeah, I can really relate that, that like the true pedagogical experts are, well, okay, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but, but I have learned to respect the pedagogical, uh, skills of class teachers yeah because like uh, they they have studied it just say send teachers i, I didn't say send teachers sorry I didn't to interrupt send. no <laughs> you no. said send teachers. teachers thank you <laughs> <laughs> yes but yes i i understand that but yeah of course it's a bit different to teach only like one subject and have a, have a whole class with you all day but but yes there, there would be a little. I hope they have uh, changed the the program how yeah. they study to be a teacher or subject teacher, so that there would be more like these didactical practices and 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 um, like teaching. Yeah, and we have that in, in you know class teacher program or whatever it's called. Anton knows better, but but yeah, but we have that. But uh, also also at the same time, I think. Uh, there are a lot of young people coming straight from the school bench to the university, if you know what I mean. And it needs to be more effective, more concrete, in my opinion, so that they can learn it better and, and, and practice in the, in the real life. The big question is how to do it. <laughs> That's a big question. But, yeah. Yeah agree with that one and <clears throat> here i need to ask Walter from you because you have you know mentioned a couple of the times that it might or need to be more effective do we talk about getting feedback do you think that you are getting enough feedback and i mean feedback not in not that way that oh that was good that you tried this method do you get the feedback where actually someone is guiding you and giving a real feedback that you actually can take something from it and improve the next time? Well, if that happened, I I would feel that I have a clear direction with my you know studies and what I'm going to become as a teacher. But of course, I have some knowledge already about myself as a teacher from the past but if i'm thinking about the other students i i don't think many of them who are work, you know studying second year like me i don't think they have that direction what they're doing and maybe maybe myself as well okay but i mean <clears throat> feedback from you know your professors that who are observing what you are doing have you received that feedback from them clear feedback what you need to improve are we talking about you know internship work or 
gen- in general in, at school? In, in general, and of course, in that uh, you know practicum that the work you are doing for the five weeks, I believe that <clears throat> that's also yeah. very important. But it's it's up to you to decide. Is in general, well, have you in my opinion, the, the feedback I receive is related nearly completely to the internship you know work I'm doing right now. If you're talking about the essays I'm writing or or all these courses I'm going through. I don't feel like I get, you know, real feedback from the stuff I do, if I'm honest. So here we can actually think that we have been talking about that in previous episodes that this is actually, the, in my opinion, that's the issue. Yeah. If you not get a feedback whenever you are practicing and training, yeah. So yeah. and that is transferring to the schools when. I, as a teacher, is actually expecting from my teammates and from my, you know, principal to give me a feedback. I'm not receiving it because we are not practicing it. Can you imagine, well, that you are, you know, you are a sportsman. Yeah. How it's possible that the coach will never give you a feedback? That, yeah. Come on, mate. You know, just put the work on, and he will actually guide you what you need to do. Yeah. That will be, you know, impossible to imagine, at least on a top yeah, level. Yeah, yeah but. But to this, like, uh, uh, I would like to say that, the, like, the training is the most valuable time to study uh, to be a teacher. It, it gives a lot, and, and yeah. you can't actually learn everything how to be a teacher. But when you start working as a teacher, then you will learn a yeah, lot. Yeah. But uh, but still, like, one of the most valuable um, lessons I got from from university was. That self-reflection yeah. that you need to like, if you you probably won't get the feedback, but you can do a self-reflection like, what will work, what won't work, and 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 so on. That's true. So. Yeah, I agree. But if you're talking about the feedback from the professors, uh, let's say I I do a course, I get five you know study points, and we are talking about one small email from the <laughs> professor where he or she tells me that hey that was fine you got you know four or you know your grade was four or or, or three or something like that <laughs> and that's it and do you think that's enough do you think i can get something you know real from that out, out of that <laughs> yeah of course like pano said then you need to self reflect yourself come yeah, on yeah. man no way <laughs> Yeah, that's that. But sorry to say that one, and I'm not just you know saying that in Rollo, you are doing that way. Uh, I can say that we did the same thing in Hamelin and Tampere. Whenever you yeah. asked for the feedback, it was something like that. Yeah, you passed your course. Go ahead, enjoy yeah. your life. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I will do it. Uh, so Valde, I think that you are correct about the thing that the self-regulation and and how to maintain yourself and how to learn how to manage your own workload those are the key elements and the the universities they are kind of highly leaning on towards that ideology that a student coming to university is ready to tackle all the things by him or herself in the university yeah so I think so, it's not yeah. like that as we all know yeah 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 definitely and eventually when you go to work you pay the price and True. in the worst case scenario the the kids will 
pay the price for that so yeah <laughs> that's how it is yeah but to the next topic um what is your take is anyone teaching innovating and how to develop school in teacher training you know with with each curriculum with each it's one comes new trends you know it's like fashion it comes and goes it, that's how it feels for me we have this time when we are talking about collaboration with you know between schools and public institutions and do a lot of practical stuff go outside of the classroom as we already mentioned so maybe that kind of stuff do researches with with the kids <laughs> it feels like you should make them teach themselves sometimes just guide them to do that if you know what i mean maybe that's that comes to my mind so so you mean like a flipped learning or do you use these words at at the university yeah 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 that's what i mean what do you think about it well it can be good it can be fantastic if you do it right but there are you know <laughs> two sides of the coin always it can be horrible as well if you don't do it right and if you don't learn to do it right well in, in my opinion as i said when we started that we are you know each individual is different you need to be able to use different kind of methods you you can't always go out you you can't always stay in the classroom you have to in my opinion you, you need to have a right kind of mix of all all of that yeah that's true yep. that that way you can prepare prepare the kids for for life you know yeah yeah our previous guest was actually doing this flip learning and we discussed it in the previous episode yeah yeah So about those kids and um, how do you think that teacher training is covering how to approach social emotional issues amongst the students? Uh, well, we we have some courses obviously uh, of special education, and in those courses, that subject you know is always there. We are talking about it a lot, but. Other than that, not too much. Maybe the emotional skills, that's something that is being discussed a lot. And I, I've noticed that a lot of students at university, they are really interested in that, you know, show, uh, emotional uh, skills of, of the kids and how to to help them progress in, in those skills. Sounds really good because now you are not only covering the issue but also the cause. So you are kind of going to the root of the thing and yeah, yeah, exactly. trying to make it not even happen. Yeah, yeah. And even better that actually universities are reacting to this. So based on your thoughts and <clears throat> clear uh, updated data, it seems that universities are reacting to big issues that we are having yeah, in our yeah. schools in our society so thumb up for them based on this how was it with you guys when you were in the university oh what can i say yeah it was theoretical and quite you know short short piece of it i don't even remember that we talked that much about any yeah. kind of social emotional skills 
in a you know general education uh, when it came to class class teacher program yeah i've noticed that this is uh, the kind of subject that activates the students during lectures uh, you know people suddenly want to say a lot of stuff during these lectures when when we are talking about this subject so they are getting popularity. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, but maybe we need to ask our subject teacher because the the program is more about the social emotional skills. So, Pano, do you have any kind of addition to this? As said, I know my subject. <laughs> but, but, but yes, yes, uh, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, but uh, actually, I would say once again that uh, this. How, how to take care of the social and emotional skills is uh, I've learned that the, when I, I'm working as a teacher and how, how I can like implement those things in my my lessons or, yeah. and and my teaching so not not much during the university studies mm-hmm. there are always two sides of education it's teaching the academics and then teaching these emotional and 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 life skills i would say so we can never forget teaching the latter one Mm, agree yeah and i think it would make sense that we we are getting better and better at these things you know the longer we go from the times of war if you know what i mean because after the war these emotional skills as we know, looking at our maybe our fathers or grandfathers, and <laughs> if you think about their emotional skills and how much they were willing to talk about stuff like this, <laughs> yeah. it's it's uh, quite quite funny, but at the same time, it's quite sad actually. And I think we are already getting better at that. Yeah, and I think it will be you know we will see that in the in the teaching as well in the future. And I hope we will see that. (laughs) Actually, I I remember now that uh, we studied or discussed at least about like emotions related to maths. For example, some people have a fear for maths and and this kind of things. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Like in general, in in, like when I was studying to be a maths teacher, it it was like... um, like building a safe environment and and so that the students feel safe at the classroom this this was probably yeah. the thing that and, and they can make mistakes and so on so so this was one good like value in in teaching and i believe Walter, that in your career you have been having those teachers who have been creating that environment when you can try and be yourself if I'm correct, because here I need to say you're raising a raising star, you know, rap star. And I know actually Valte from the high school. So I can also <laughs> say that I'm almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? Have you been having those, you know, emotional contacts with the teachers during your learner path? During my time at school, do you mean? Yeah. Well, that's actually quite interesting question i i hadn't really thought about that my about my own times at school you know i i really need to think about my teachers how did i feel about them emotionally you know that if i felt safe emotional you know contact with them that's that's a really difficult question and maybe 
because it is so difficult question for me maybe maybe i didn't really feel that you know safety with them i couldn't maybe go to those you know teachers and tell them about my personal life i didn't feel comfortable with that okay yeah so that's something like you mentioned that's something that you know it's quite interesting and hopefully changing yeah yeah because if we can go back to to your <clears throat> background yeah you have you know studied in a general school then when we when we met it uh, was a, a specialized school in sports yeah. and after you know your learner career in that sense yeah. uh, you worked there also yeah we actually worked together together with you yeah. so if you if you remember that time uh, do you see difference or do you remember any differences between you know general school and this specialized school well if i'm comparing you know the elementary school and then the sports school we were studying with you later on i have to say it was in elementary school the the environment was a bit easier to breathe easier to maybe i could say a bit safer you know we were all very good at sports when we went to the seventh grade and a lot of competition i i felt that you couldn't really show any signs of weaknesses really you had to agree yeah and you had to be tough all the time but as we all know when you are seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade you are not tough all the time <laughs> most of the time you are quite fragile so and it's more about pretending yeah yeah and maybe that's why i felt a bit uncomfortable with your question earlier <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. sa- same as in prison you can't show your weaknesses yeah yeah <laughs> so you're comparing pohjois hagen yhteiskoulu to a prison maybe you don't need to apply in that school but <laughs> but still i believe that uh, you know we both and what about you did you still get you know good memories from there i agree totally that it was about the pretending to be cool it was you know silly things going on because it was always about you know being in the ranks up there but did you get still something you know good from there I really did. You know, I have very good memories actually. If I if I think about my best memories from school, they are they are from from that school. And you know, thinking about all the sports stuff we did back there, that togetherness of the whole school. It's it's difficult to actually because you know, put it in the words because as you said you agree with me, it it wasn't maybe the you know, the most comfortable place to be but at the same time we were quite happy <laughs> it's mm. quite strange yeah common I, i believe that common goal yeah you know every everyone wanted to be the best in their own you know sports and at the same time it was still healthy competition yeah yeah it was healthy competition and that you mentioned already you know being together feeling in the same way maybe that uh, that's something that you know like we discussed uh, earlier uh, that happens also in uh, those music classes yeah yeah 
Yeah, it actually came to my mind just that I was also in sports-oriented class. There were, okay. I, I don't know, it was maybe 26 students, four girls, 22 boys. You can imagine. <laughs> I I feel pity for the girls at the moment. But but yes, I I haven't th- thought that previously that actually it was a sports-oriented class, but yes. I think it's a good thing that you brought up the togetherness. And previously we talked about those emotions and how to how to contact with your emotions, how to self-regulate, how to know yourself. And I think that that's all uh, those individual things lead to that togetherness when you do all those things together. I see those really important things nowadays. What do you guys think about that? Having identity, identity in that sense is a huge power. If you, if Walter, like you mentioned, you know, in this uh, Pohja Saga hmm. sports school, you know, identity was quite high. Yeah, and we we were doing together, and that's why I want actually to you know add to Juho's question, because you worked there. After you studied there, then you worked there. Yeah. How how did you see the difference from being you know student and then as a community member? Did you feel in the same way? Well, that proudness of being part of the school that. That's very big thing there, and I felt that, and I, I still do feel that actually. Yeah, the to- togetherness. That's that's a big thing that I felt immediately when I went back. I think there was about five or six years gap between my time there as a, you know, student and when I went to work there. So maybe times were also a bit different when I tried to observe the students. And if they had the same kind of environment we had, I, I'm not too sure if they have. Maybe it's you know improved a bit. It's not as toxic as it sometimes were with us. Yes, you mentioned actually two values like uh, or, or these things like togetherness, like and yeah. and also this um, like being proud of some being at some school, like yeah. in in be, some community being part These of something. Like, yeah. 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 These are really big things, actually, and I, I, I think these are the things that every school should aim for. Like that, they would make a community that that everyone feels like they belong, and and also that they are proud yeah. that they are at that school. These are really important things. I think we are lacking a lot because of the COVID and not being able to organize the whole community or whole school things so valentine's day things uh sport competitions and stuff like that that's also why i think panu you and your school's karaoke recesses are really important yes definitely and and that was one like a thing when i was organizing that karaoke was that we would feel that we all have some something something to do like together but uh Yeah, I think that actually the COVID is a bad excuse for this. We still should aim for this togetherness and and having a community. Like it it changes things when we are having COVID, but it's really uh, important to at least aim for this togetherness. Maybe the things came granted then because it was so normal having those competitions and stuff like that. 
But now, when we should do the work to be together and to build the togetherness, it's not that easy, and it doesn't come naturally anymore to everyone. Yeah, and it may be maybe even easier to think that hey, I'm not going to do this because you know maybe we are not supposed to be together too much these days or something like that. You you make those excuses for yourself, mm-hmm. and as a teacher you know all this togetherness and this culture it comes from the people who are working at, at the school and that's that's how it is and that's how it's going to be so maybe we need to move on a bit from from this covid situation and start to build build it again yes definitely and um and actually uh, my point was also this that this changes like the whole big picture we we can be a community like online also we can have big meetings and and this but we should focus on like like meeting each other in the meeting not just with a blank screen we would see each other faces and we could see what anton is doing there and then you is sitting there at sauna and so on so we can actually like uh, meet each other in these meetings but it's not the same as it was before but it's it's still a thing that that we can do It's still good enough. So yeah, highly valued points and Valdem, it's still about you. You mentioned that the second year, the university. Yeah. And uh, based on your thoughts that you have been sharing with us today, I think that people and all all the principals who are listening to us, that's your target. The guy is in the second year and you have been sharing very valuable thoughts, some new thoughts for us, for our listeners. But before we close this chapter for this time, you have been doing amazing job. That that's the fact. You said that 2017 or 18 was the first songs that you released. 2020 was the first first songs oh, oh, on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. So 2020. Yeah, yeah. Then that's yeah. when I started. Yeah. Then you started actually two years ago. Yeah. And the last time that I checked UI in a category of 2022 breakout stars in the list so you have been doing great work so you have been doing a lot of right things what has been the motivator for you you mentioned that of course you are not playing football anymore but still what is behind that every time you have this motivation to go on and improve yourself well what motivates me is improving all the time and the excitement of doing something that I really love. I can say that I really love doing music. I really love doing rap. And for me, it's always been, if I do something, I want to be good at it. It's it's enough for me if I feel that I'm doing well, if I feel that I'm improving. It doesn't necessarily have to be that somebody else is telling me that, hey, you're doing great. I have to feel that myself. That's the biggest motivation I have for myself. I need to improve all the time. And also, when I'm thinking about this rap stuff I'm doing, I really do feel the sky is the limit, you know, because you can go, you can always improve on this. And I feel like I've, you know, improved a lot during these last two years. If you listen to my first songs and if you listen to my last two songs for example you can see a big difference in my opinion and i want to in two years time i want to see that see the same you know perfect motto for the upcoming stars 
uh, reach for the stars, but prepare to work as well. Yeah. But can you still say out loud that you will give at least a couple of the years? That's the minimum in a classroom, even with all the hype and all the success that you will get in your you know, musician career. Will you give to finish pedagogy something? You want me to promise that? <laughs> Definitely. We are on, on air. Well, I can promise you that. I will do a couple of years at least. <laughs> That's a promise. Great. That's a promise. Great. Great. And I believe that, that based because again, based on your thoughts, that what you have been doing, you can definitely motivate and keep going with the students who, who need some kind of support or in a general level, but especially in the, with those ones who are struggling because that the work you have been doing already before you attend the university and the results you know they speaks so a lot of you know motivated and yeah. happy faces yeah. in your in your class yeah and i need to have something to write about my songs so i need to i feel like i i want to live the life that people lives do normal normal job you know do normal stuff meet normal people so whatever happens with my rap music i still you know want to do the stuff i'm doing already in my life Yeah. So guys, next big rap song from Walter Perkele is about the podcast. Thank you for this one, <laughs> all the listeners. Thank you. And yeah, but hey, really, from our side, from my side, it was a great chat, great one hour. We know that you have a, a busy schedule. Thanks for having some time for us. Well, I hope that you you enjoyed. You you know you got something from from also from our crew yeah I did. and we definitely and our listeners got got a lot a lot great thoughts and updating information what is going at the university right now uh, what is the future of uh, Walter Walter Perkelin as a musician and as a teacher so from my side I want to say thank you mister we're gonna have another discussion whenever it's time to come what about you guys Pano and Juha big thanks thank you Walter it was a pleasure to meet you it was nice nice talking with you Thank you. It was really nice to be here. Waiting for the next song. You will hear it soon. <laughs> Eletti aikaa, jolloin sekä handut ja suunapsas Kun handut hakkas rytmei, kitatti alas viisei Kun skriivasi riimei, niin viisse tölkit huuset miksei Kai siin on jotain taikaa monille, itse panis topille Kaita sijas viikon darra on se todis Teet viina vie vaan sairas lomille Mut mä haluun koko potiin, ei oo jäämäs jämi näille poteille Mut teitat maanitankin tehä, muuten kato terä Kesken nokit teilu erä, siks kai räppi tehää Ja tää skene levi niinku sinilevä Vaikkei räppäreiden juttuis So on melkein koskaan mitä perää Mut ihan samois peksee mä tääl edelleenkin seilaan Ennen piti putan taki koulus peilaa Nyt hopin taki yliopiston kurssei mä peilaa Mut tiedän etten oo vääräs vaik eri suuntaan seilaan Jengi tulee ja jengi menee Valtteet Jengi tulee ja jengi menee Get finish, Ed Uh, song uh, I, not I, uh, ear.